this is a big industrial sized thing. So I'm working on these. And as I'm working, I just, I don't even see it. I just hear clink and the, the piece of material that I was working on is gone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Odds and Friends. I'm Noelle Blood, your host, and this is the podcast where my friends come on and tell me the interesting stories from their lives. Today, my friend Steve is sharing a story about a shop accident he had while in high school. I will warn you, it's kind of gory, as much as an audio um, recount of it can be. There's a lot of me uh, freaking out. about the the gore on this track but um it's a nice brief little episode a little mini ep to get us through the week so enjoy so why don't you introduce yourself my name's steven uh today i'm here to tell the story about how i lost the tip of my finger in a high school shop accident oh that sounds i know you've told me this story before but i don't remember it at all so this is perfect yeah well it's a it's a story i'll tell because it's about the only thing interesting about me (laughs) i don't think that's true (laughs) well we all think that about ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, uh, essentially, when I was a um, I was a junior in high school, um, I was I grew up in a town that was really kind of focused on doing different kinds of like trades classes. Okay. So I was in a program that that kind of worked you through a different kinds of machining shops. Like so, you know, f- for a certain number of weeks you would weld. For a certain number of weeks you would use the laser cutter. You know. And this certain- is like all school year long. Yeah, like for, like, I think it was for, for most, like, the upperclassmen, you could okay. get into a program and you did it for, like, two years, and you just okay. basically teach different kinds of skills, right? Nice. Yeah, it was it was the idea of learning different kinds of trade skills because it was a, you know, Columbus, I'm from Columbus, Nebraska, and they have a lot of different manufacturing, so it's kind oh, of so like... Oh, so kind of setting you up for success after high school. Right, and yeah. if, you, if you find a trade that you really like, you could, you know, pretty easily you know, go direct from, from that. And you didn't have to necessarily go to a trade school after that, if you wanted to go right into yeah, it, which that's is cool. super, super forward thinking, yeah. thinking, looking back. And this was back in, I graduated in 2003. So hmm. yeah. Anyway, tangent number one. Um, <laughs> but so I was in this, it was in this class and our project. So they, they tried to pick a project that you got something out of it mm-hmm. and you, the entire class would run through all these different skills and you got this thing at the end. So the thing that we were building was a, a weather vane, which is a, do you know what that is? Yeah. But is it just like just one all together or one for each, a weather vane? Yeah. Like, like what they put on barns? Yeah. Yeah. So was that one for everyone or just yeah. one as a team? One for everyone. Okay. So we had a like assembly line where... You know, they used a, you could pick a design for what would go on top of the weather vane. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was, it's, and they would weld that design to the actual vane portion that would spin. Okay. And then that would go into a post that you stuck in the ground. Oh, okay. Um, so it didn't have to go on top of the barn or you didn't have to, not, <laughs> well, you could if you wanted to, but the, the stand thing was what, you know, kind of made it so everyone could put it in their front yard. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the relevant part of this to this story is <laughs> they, uh, we would laser cut these little, like maybe three inch by three inch triangles that mm-hmm. we, you would weld to the side of the post. So it didn't, you know, the post didn't spin in the ground too. Okay. 
Um, so I spent a good portion of time uh, learning how to use the grinding wheel. Mm -hmm. So, and for those who don't know how a grinding wheel works, it's basically just a really, really coarse, hard, firm stone that you stick to the side of a motor and it spins it really fast and it like ablates off pieces of whatever material you're using. That sounds so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's any kind of mechanic, any kind of machinery. Yeah, I'm afraid of shop machinery myself. <laughs> like I've never had a traumatic accident, but I knock on wood, 31 years so far. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get a funny, funny anecdote about that because um, my entire family, like my, my dad is kind of the first person from his side of the family that kind of didn't stay in, they're all from farmers. So they didn't stay, he didn't stay in the farm. He became an accountant. Okay. Um, and so he has memories of, you know, my grandfather's generation and even generations before that and them having horrible accidents from farming <laughs> machinery. And so he's just like, you know, I moved to the city and I, it's fine. And then my kid gets injured in the same way that he saw all the people on the farm get injured, which is, he's just like the, you know, the irony of you can't control what happens <laughs> in your life, you know? Um, tangent number two. <laughs> um, but any, anyway, so... The like this again. The salient point of the story here is that we have these little triangles that were helped to kind of stabilize the post that the yeah. van went in. So those were all laser cut out of a thing, uh, a piece of sheet metal, mm -hmm. and that laser cutting process produced burrs on that. So the edge of the material had these like metal burrs that were sticking up. Oh, okay. And just from an aesthetic point of view, you don't want to have that on there. Mm -hmm. So you had to put those to the grinding wheel and then kind of smooth off those burrs yeah now the grinding wheel is you know there's a wheel surface and then there's a metal plate that is supposed to be next to the wheel so that you can rest the material that you're trying mm. to deal with on that and you have to the the plate has to be adjusted to bring it closer to the wheel mm -hmm. because over time that wheel ablates and material comes off the wheel and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller oh, very very down. yeah very okay. very slowly over time um the thing about this story is that that plate had probably not been adjusted in a while. Mm -hmm. um, also, the material that I was working with, again, was a three inch by three inch triangle. Mm -hmm. So pretty small, very small. Uh, so how big the gap is between the wheel and that plate needs to be smaller than how big the thing is that you're putting on the plate. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So what happened here is I, so I, you know, I've been working, I've been like, you know, grinding things and then doing different kinds of mechanical processes throughout this, this semester. And so one morning I go in and there's a kid there who's, who, one of the kids in this class was kind of a fuck up. He's, <laughs> he wasn't, he, he kind of fucked around. He didn't, he wasn't really good at doing anything. He was just kind of there because he had to be right. Mm -hmm. And so our, my teacher, Mr. Woodside says, Hey, Steven, you know, you've got an act for this. Can you, can you go clean these up? And I said, sure, no problem. Now, thinking back about it, I probably should have done this through a, you know, had like a pair, like a vice grip, and then that's what I would have used to do this. Mm -hmm. But instead, being a 16-year-old kid, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just use my hands, right? Yeah. So I've got these little tiny pieces right next to this this big, uh, I don't know, maybe it's 12-inch grinding wheel, right? Mm -hmm. So not, I mean, if anybody, lots of people have home ones, then the wheel's like that big. Okay. And they're, you know, they're, they're like a couple inches. No, yeah. this is a big industrial-sized thing. So... I'm working on these, and as I'm working, I just, I don't even see it. I just hear, clink, and the, the piece of material that I was working on is gone. Oh. Um, so, in you know, just in an instant. Yeah. And I, I hear from behind the machine, I hear the piece of metal 
like slam into the ground and then bounce, you know, bounce around a couple mm-hmm. times. So I instantly rip my hands back. So I've got my hands at the side of my, you know, up and then to the side of my head. Yeah. I look over at my left hand and everything's fine. I look over at my right hand and my entire hand is covered in blood. <laughs> Um, so this is not going to come through in this audio medium, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you sitting here, you can see on my, my right middle finger, there's a big gash there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very deep. It's extremely shallow, but you can see this giant scar that runs along my, uh, my first knuckle here. Mm-hmm. I could see all of my finger bones. Ah! <laughs> um, my other, my index finger is the one that really had the injury. For here, um, it did. You can see that it didn't get to the first knuckle, mm-hmm. but there's a good I don't know maybe three or four millimeters of stuff that's just gone. Yeah. Now, stuff. Yeah, Finger stuff of, of flesh that is just <laughs> gone. However, you can't see tell really well right now, but there is a circular line here uh-huh. around the finger. That's the original skin that was out and was cupped. Oh. So that cup was constantly filling with regular blood. <laughs> um, so what it had done is it had just taken, just, it had it ground from kind of the, so the way that, you know, my finger went in at an angle like that, mm-hmm. and it took all of that out, bone, all the muscle, all the, all that material, and just left that skin there. It just like, right out and left the skin. Did so, it like fly off somewhere? Um, that's a great question that I never <laughs> understood. And I never found out. No, because, I mean, what are you going to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the kind of funny thing there is that that wheel, the grinding wheel, had a nice long white ring around it. Oh. <laughs> so I'll let you figure out what made a white oh. ring around that wheel. Um, and that was that was after he, he tried to clean it up. Oh, God. Did they just get, like... Did they get a new one? Is it like biohazard at that point? Um, so I still, I have the wheel here in the house. Oh, right. They, 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 they gifted it to me <laughs> after the end of the year. Well, no, what uh, can we do well, so here, you won't sue us? No, well, <laughs> the third tangent at the, at the end of the year, uh, I'll, I'll tell the story at the end because it's kind of okay. the cap to it. Um, but yeah, so, so I, you know, I've got my, I look down at my right hand and I see this is happening and I walk up to, I'm starting to go pale because obviously yeah. I'm losing a lot of blood. I walk up to the shop teacher. I say, Hey, Mr. Woodside, I think I probably have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He immediately grabs me, <laughs> pulls me off into, into his office. And he's got like, he just wraps my arm or my, my entire finger and my hand with, um, with like just kind of like clean towels that they have mm-hmm. around. And so I, I just remember they've got my hand way up as high as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm laying down on the, on the office floor. And I just, re- I don't remember a lot from that. Cause I'm kind of just like, I, n- I never passed out, but I was just kind of just not doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they ended up not, they ended up getting, driving me out to the hospital um, in his truck. Like we didn't even. This take is so it. country. Like they wrapped well, it. But, in. <laughs> but like, I mean, Columbus is a, is a city. It's a town, yeah. right? Um, and I and I think I think back to that now, and I'm like, man, we saved ourselves some money. By yeah, that's not going true. That you're ambulance. not getting an ambulance. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But at 16, I didn't know anything about medical bills. But now as an adult, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, but kind of the funny story is that, you know, they obviously they called the hospital and said, hey, we're coming. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother worked, worked at the hospital. Oh. So we're traveled pretty fast in this <laughs> small town hospital. And she met us there at the door and she was just staring daggers at this teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate. Um, but uh, and I, I remember them taking me into the emergency room, them uh, putting me on a stretcher or on bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a big if you think like a metal kitchen bowl kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty large. Yeah. And it was filled with a, like, uh, um, a sterilized sta- uh, saline solution to try okay. to clean up my hand. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was, you know, pure, clear, like water. And I remember dipping it in and it instantly becoming like dark red, Ooh. can't see through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they end up, they end up uh, cleaning it up. And I mean, there's, not a lot to clean up at that point, mm-hmm. uh, but they, like I said before, they had that that cup of skin that was there, and they ended up just folding it over and then doing a bunch of stitches and like trying to seal it that way. Hmm. Uh, you'll also notice that there is a um, little dot here, yeah, and that's the remainder of the nail there, the fingernail <laughs> that's there. I've had. Does th- it grow? It does. It grows out, and like I have to like trim it. Interesting. I can trim it and file it. Yeah. But I've had two surgeries to try to remove it. And they said they don't think that they'll ever be able to remove it because as long as there's a little bit of the nail bed that's there, it's always going to keep growing back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. So that that was that. Um, but again, at the end of the year, I, you know, and I, I had a good relationship with this teacher and I don't think this was his fault or anything. It's just kind of, you know, maybe there's some things that we should have done differently, but I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it. Um, but at the end of the year, like I said, the, they still had the grinding wheel and I looked at him at the end of the year and I'm like, so can I have it? And he's, he's like, he looks, he's like, he looks at me. He's like, do you want it? <laughs> yeah, I want it. Okay. Uh, and he goes back, he takes it off the machine and gives it to me and I walk out with it and, and now it's hanging up in my garage. So as a warning, a stark reminder <laughs> or, or just a, a trophy, you know, a trophy. so like, does it feel the same as your other fingers since the skin? No, not like to me, okay. not, <laughs> but not, I'll touch it anyway. Yeah. But I mean, like, does the sensation feel the same as every other fingertip since it's the same skin? Is that a weird question? No, the, yeah, it's, it, it feels like I have the same kind of sensation in the tip. The top part here is mostly scar tissue. So okay. that, I mean, I can feel with it, but it doesn't feel I would say it's like watching a video at 240p versus 4k. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so like the, the, the kind of sensation that I have on it is very muted, okay. let's say. Um, and this is the same. It's just got a nice long scar there on the on the, on the the middle finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, I mean, my, my dad kind of joked about it and he said, well, you'll never get drafted since it's your, it's your <laughs> this is my dominant hand and your that would be my trigger finger. finger so. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. It's it's weird because it com- I didn't I had pretty good handwriting before, mm-hmm. and since this is my dominant hand, it completely destroyed that. My my handwriting now is complete garbage, and I never really got better at it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of coincidentally, like you know, when I was a kid, it was computers were kind of this niche thing, and it's obviously changed so much. So handwriting was important back then, but yeah. it's kind of not so important now. Yeah. So, you can tell gamer like handwriting. Like Michael has gamer handwriting. But it's sort of very <laughs> blocky, kind of jerky. I don't I don't remember what your handwriting looks like but well, that's you, what michael's is like you don't because it's dog shit (laughs) (laughs) 
I want to say thank you to Steve for sharing that story. Thank you to my fiance, Michael Anderson, for composing our intro music that I love so very, very much. And thank you to you for listening. We'll catch you next time.